The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that welcomes you. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. One small thing. We haven't asked this in a while. If you wouldn't mind, if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast, if you would rate and review the podcast, that would be very helpful for us. This podcast is free, and that was that is literally the least you can do. <laughs> anyway, please do that. Either way, thank you for doing part to support your local mediocre internet show over there. That giggle you heard is from our producer, Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Howdy. Welcome on. Welcome in to everyone. It's it? freezing in here. Like I don't think my brain is functioning right now. It is rather cold it's in here. It's so cold. It is rather cold in here. Um, Powers is here. Hey, Powers. What's up? Today is Wednesday, October 16, 2019, 43 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 838, 838, the OPS for David DeLucci in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. That's a cold name. That is a man who gave me one of my biggest sports thrills, which was in... 2004, the Rangers were trying to chase down the A's. They needed to sweep them at home. Uh, they won the first two games. They were down in the ninth going up against then-unstoppable closer uh, Octavio Dotel. <laughs> uh, and with two outs and down to their final strike, DeLucci laced a double past a diving Jermaine die in right field. Um, I think Michael Young scored, and then Brian Jordan scored to win it in a walk-off two-run double. Uh, and little little tiny baby Greg Tupper in his dorm room in Missouri was going <laughs> berserk. And nobody understood why. Because it's like, it's a Rangers and A's game. Aren't you guys into this too? Anyway. Hey, David DeLucci. On today's <laughs> show, uh, Powers here, we're going to do this week in recruiting. Then we've got an interview with one of our partners uh, at TextDot, our new partner at TextDot. They have a cool... Uh, tour coming up around the Permian Basin and Eagle uh, Eagle Ford Shale area, uh, promoting uh, driving safety. We talked with Gene Powell, uh, a gentleman from the Odessa district of Textile, a little earlier today. And then we also have an interview with Lee Fedora, the head coach of the A&M Consolidated Tigers, undefeated state-ranked A&M Consolidated Tigers. Matt Stepp caught up with them after their big win over Lamar Consolidated last week. We'll hear from both of those gentlemen coming up here at the back half of the program. That was an impressive win. Oh, over Lamar Consolidated? Yeah. yeah. Top 10 Man. teams. And they clobbered them, wow. too. It was impressive. They did. A lot of what we saw in State 7-on-7 seven seven coming mm-hmm. through on the field, too. I know that it's not – it's not in pads when they're in seven on seven, but Stone. man. Well, and Steph made the point they were without Brian Darby in that game too. Wow. So, so I mean, now De- Devin Price is a. We'll talk about. Maybe we can talk about him. Hey, let's do the intro. <laughs> or first four through the door, because that's also not my show. Important there. Um, Matthew McSadden, Rob Hadaway, Levi, and Patrick Abraham. Welcome in, guys. Now. Patrick Abraham's the new one. Now you welcome, can do welcome your in, guys. intro. Welcome in. <laughs> I'm Greg Tupper. That's Greg Powers, and this is this week in Cruton. 
this week in recruiting with Greg Power, Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowers Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level Wow! Why does that man? Is it this, on autoplay? Yeah, this air raid siren and I just—we really do go back. People and forth. are really excited about that, <sighs> about this week in recruiting. Yeah. Well, now we can get to it. Yeah, the air raid siren. <laughs> it's like recruiting's interesting, Itching. but maybe not. We need air raid to get siren. one of those blow ups. Yeah, like the wacky waving yeah. arm inflatable tube man. This week in recruiting, blow up. Yeah, that's what we need. Uh, powers is here. <laughs> Hi, Powers. What's up? Um, let's get to a number of things uh, in the world of recruiting. It's a big week, and and so I don't cover recruiting as intensely as you do. I cover it and I I follow it, but I'm not as like into it as uh, as most people are. Some people are, I will say. I'm probably into it. I'm probably into it more than the average human. We talk <laughs> a fair amount of recruiting in the office, I would say. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. But my point is, this feels like a big week in recruiting. Like I like when I am saying that, I know that every week is a big week in recruiting for you. When I'm saying it feels like a big week in recruiting, I feel like there was like some some big well, some And that's why we had to have the air raid siren see you. <laughs> it was all worth it. When you're leaving stuff out of the notebook. It's yes. a big week. Like Tykeus Crawford from Carthage decommitting from Arkansas yes. this week. Didn't even make it into the notebook this week. Um, a number of other commitments um, besides the two that were, you know, I like to sneak sometimes a commitment in there for one of the other mm-hmm. slots. So we have two commitments to talk about this week, but there were some that didn't make it. Let's start with our prospect on the rise. Prospect on the rise. We're going down Barber's Hill way down to southeast Texas. 2020 offensive tackle Casey Collier. Uh, has decommitted from Minnesota. Um, he was a longtime Golden Gophers commit. Right. He has uh, decided to decommit verbally from from Minnesota, opening things back up. He's had a really good senior year, and as a result, he's picked up a couple of offers. Most notably, I would say, he picked up an offer from USC. Uh, he's a long, uh, true tackle type of prospect. USC offered, Texas Tech has offered, Houston is in that. Um, mix as well, but his Power Five offers, I think, you know, Missouri, Arizona, mm-hmm. I think, are also schools to watch on his list. He's not afraid, as you can gather from his commitment to Minnesota, to go far away from home. Um, we're watching his next level athlete camp, seeing how he moved back in January. What really impressed me is that he's a he seems much bigger than what we're looking at here. We mm-hmm. checked him in at two ninety one. Wow! In January, and look, it's a pretty light looking. 291. Yeah, I was going to say, he, he he seems to be a kind of guy that 291, like, hangs well on him. You know what right. I mean? It, it, he, doesn't look, he doesn't look, like, big and swollen. He looks, like, pretty athletic for 291. One thing I always like to bring up when we talk about recruiting is that, you know, evaluations really never stop. Um, you will evaluate all the way up until the time that you sign a prospect or make the final decision on whether you're going to sign a prospect. And, of course, us who do recruiting rankings, we are continuously evaluating. And five minutes before we went on the air, I'm watching more tape. I watched tape of Collier last night, game tape. And I really like uh, him on his senior film this year. He he actually reminds me a little bit, and it's no coincidence maybe because Tom Westerberg at Barbers Hill coached Greg Little. He reminds me a little bit of Greg Little mm. on his senior tape. And, you know, we put out an article this week, you know, five 2020 prospects on the rise to be in consideration for a four-star within that uh, DCTF top 100. And Casey Collier's not even in the top 100 right yeah. now. And I'm actually thinking that he's a guy who could be in that four-star 
conversation based off of his senior wow. tape. So, you know, you're constantly evaluating. This is one of those guys who's on the rise, Casey Collier's uh, uh, prospect on the rise. He really fits that yeah. that mold. Well, and I'll tell you that I think that's an important distinction to make is that, like, I think people think about our um, – I think people maybe look at our top 100 and don't realize how dynamic it is. Right. Is that is that you are always looking at guys and you're saying, you know what, I maybe underrated this guy and we need to find a, uh, find a way to move him up and, and things like that. It is a dynamic top 100. It's already changed a handful of times right. in, in the past month alone. Well, it's what you do is you cre- we've created something that's very competitive. You know, the top five guys, we put a number on it. The top mm-hmm. five guys are going to be five stars. The top 50 are going to be four stars, three stars after that. Mm-hmm. So we've established a top 50 yeah. of four-star guys. Now, if someone goes into that top 50, someone has to come out. Right. So that's... Yeah, that's tough. Th- it's comp- it's competitive, man, and there's a lot of good football players in Texas. I got to tell you that, you know, when you look at from number 35 down to yeah. 85, those, they're very similar, yeah. you know, and then you have guys like this who emerge throughout their senior season and you got to put them on the mix. They're going to knock somebody out. As somebody who does high school football rankings, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> as far there as can as only be one number one. That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. Let's get to our commit of the week. Our commit of the week is in the GFW Metroplex. Little Elm Safety, Ryan Watts has pulled the trigger. He is heading to Buckeye Land, the Ohio, now an Ohio State commit. Basically, he was an Oklahoma commit at one point, right. decommitted, and is heading to the, uh, the Buckeyes. Um, Little Elm is is a this is a guy that that his junior tape is very very impressive, uh, and a guy who I think is easy to call him rangy. Right, and I, you know, Ohio State's moved to like a cover three zone look this year, and I think he fits in with that. Whether he plays safety or cornerback, um, he's a guy who's not afraid to come down and use his size to his advantage to be a physical player uh, again with ball carriers. He, he'll come up and put his nose in the box if he has to, uh, but he has cornerback type of skill. So this is a huge pickup for Ohio state, big loss for Oklahoma. Uh, but it brings up some interesting things, you know, now Ryan Watts, he, he's going far away from home. He's going mm-hmm. to the big 10 and, Oklahoma's now turned up the heat on Texas commit Joshua Eaton from Aldine Mac. So mm-hmm. you can see how it's like a domino effect. Ripple some, effect, yeah. yeah, it's a ripple effect in recruiting sometimes uh, to create some more battles. And now we have one brewing uh, between that traditional red, ri- red rivalry, um, red river rivalry between Texas and Oklahoma for Joshua Eaton. Of course, Joshua Eaton is already verbally committed to the Longhorns. So we'll, we'll see how Watts's decision to decommit from Oklahoma and go to Ohio State has an effect potentially on the Longhorns. Yeah, it's it's a big deal for him to go to Ohio State. I know that I know that Buckeyes are going to really like this kid. He's a, he's a hard-hitting dude. He, he lays the lumber, uh, and, and he will certainly be fun uh, to watch. I think he fits, fits in well with the Big Ten yeah, style. Yeah, me too. I really think it's a good fit. I think it's a good, solid decision um, just because they can use him in different spots. I think he's a safety probably. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not fair to probably – pinpoint it to you know he could play either but i think as he grows and matures he's a safety or a guy who spends more time uh, poking his nose in there to stop stop the run this is um we'll get to our underclassman of the week and this is true yesterday you were in the office yep. we, had, we had a meeting we were talking about something or other i don't remember big business big business big business stuff big uh, deals they usually um, don't do doing that business um and I had just seen, right as I walked in, I had seen that Eastland quarterback, 2021 quarterback, Baron Morton, had did, had committed to Texas right. Tech. And I turned to you and I said, that's a big deal, right? And you were like, yeah, that's a big deal. Baron Morton's our, <laughs> our underclassman of the week. He's Texas Tech commit now. Had a lot of offers from all over, including A&M, Baylor, TCU, SMU, USC. He decides to go 
to Texas Tech, which he had kind of said, at least in his his in his commitment tweet, that it's his dream school. Um, this is you know, anytime Texas Tech gets a gets a quarterback commit, I think people are going to sit up and pay attention. Man, I know he's a Dave Campbell's Texas football favorite because uh, you know, from a three A perspective, this dude can freaking sling it. Mm-hmm. And we had the chance to work with him one on one at the camp too, and he's a coach's son and it's a parent. You know what I mean? He's a yes sir, no sir type of kid. Uh, he processes very quickly. He makes quick reads, finds the open guy, and I think he fits in with that Texas Tech offense perfectly. And this is a huge commitment on multiple levels because I look at that Texas Tech 2020 commitment list right now and don't see a quarterback on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with Alan Bowman coming back next year and the quarterback picture there, this is actually – the building block potentially for the future of that Texas Tech program as I see it right now. I don't think, you know, when you get a commitment, he's a, I mean, he's a four-star type of kid. Yeah. Um, when you get this type of a commitment, you can really point to that when you're recruiting other positions and say, we have the foundation for our future. Well, and I don't know if this is something we can bring to the air, and so tell me if, tell me if I can't, but you told me yesterday that if you just took, if you looked at him across all quarterbacks across the state, any right. classification. This is the guy who would measure up really well with a lot of the quarterbacks in the 2020 class. Yeah, well, we're doing an interesting thing on our at Next Level D1 Twitter mm-hmm. recently is that we're ranking a top 10 regardless of classification. Right. So we're trying to say, here's the 10 best prospects in the state of Texas at these positions. Right. Whether, whether they're freshmen whether they're or seniors. Whether they're freshmen or seniors. Yeah. And he's number nine on our list. Wow. So, I mean, he's a big-time player. He is a big-time player. And um, is that a scrimmage? He's wearing different yeah, colored they, pants. They mix in the uh, <laughs> s- the. It's like a libero with volleyball. Yeah, I, I, that, that was the only thing that caught me. It's well, like, what you find with these huddle tapes, er, yeah. yeah, these <laughs> early season highlights is they don't like to put their district tape. Yes, out there. Absolutely. So you'll get non-district and Sorry. scrimmage tape at this part of the year. <laughs> anyway, he's our, uh, Bear Morton, our underclassman of the league. The libero. Yeah, the libero. <laughs> of, of anyway, he is he's a stud, and uh, again, a guy that you know. I think we are always drawn to at Dave Campbell's. We're always drawn to guys at the small school levels that I think are off the beaten path a little bit. And so it's guys like I've I've been lavishing praise on Ashton Stretic, the running back in Needville, mm-hmm. the Princeton right. commit and stuff like that. Because Aaron Dumas, uh, Aaron Dumas, guys outside because you know about, for example, a guy we're just about to talk about. You know about Prince Dorba, right? The defensive right. end from uh, Highland Park. But sometimes it's fun to to make sure people understand what great talent there is out there. And and I think the Texas Tech got a, got a big one this week. It's a big state. It's a big it's state. Great <laughs> <laughs> power is the next level athlete. Join us on. That's uh, my analysis. Of it's, <laughs> it's big. This week in recruiting uh, here on Texas Football today, get involved with the conversation hashtag TF today. Get to our recruit of the week. Our recruit of the week is the aforementioned Prince Dorba, the defensive end from Highland Park. He has earned and accepted an offer to the 2020 All-American Bowl. Uh, gets a nice opportunity to show off on uh, on, on national television there in uh, January? January yep, 4th. January 4th. Um, and he will uh, he will be part of the top 100 high school bowl players in the nation. Uh, he has verbally committed to Texas. He has offers from all over the place. We've talked about Prince Dorba before. Right. Worth reiterating, pretty good sports. Yeah, he's good. He's a, <laughs> he's a player. He yeah. can play a little bit. And, of course, he has Highland Park poised to make another state championship run. Um, he's a key part of that team. And I got a feeling that we'll be seeing him come playoff time. Well, and the thing for me that always strikes me about Dorba is that he still feels kind of raw. Like it still feels like it's still feels like he he is playing with a lot of um 
just like raw athleticism, a guy who's right. just really, really talented. And But he has, even going from his junior year to his senior year, you can tell, boy, this guy's getting some polish on him, and he's going to be dangerous when he's... when he, I mean, that's what's great. That's what's amazing about him. Right. He's a great player right now, and you could argue that he still needs a little bit of polishing around the edges. Well, what I really like about his game is that he's always had to play with his hand on the dirt, being like 200 to 210 mm-hmm. pounds. I think when he gets to Texas, he'll get to do a little bit more standing up on the edge and straight speed rush, which is really going to benefit his game where you don't have to muck it up. You're watching him muck it up with Matt Joyce right here, who's 320 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's going to be up against those guys, but standing up and getting a little bit of a head start is going to give him an advantage. He uses his hands really well, and he's mm-hmm. a relentless player. And I love to hear about these guys getting All-American nods that are also great people off the field. He's a great person away from mm-hmm. the field. Mm-hmm. When he steps off the field, he's a really good kid that you root for, so uh, congratulations to Prince Dorba. And a, a motor. Yeah, a definitely. motor. That guy gets going. I remember, the thing I'll always remember about Prince Dorba is in that, in that championship game against Shadow Creek. I can't remember who I was standing with on the sideline. I was standing with some some guy from the media mafia and I was standing there and we we were watching the game and it was down towards it was like fourth down and um Shadow Creek was down they had the ball and I turned to the guy next to me and I go you see 32 he's about to run down the quarterback and end the game and sure enough he ran like you can just see it he has that knack for the big play at the big moment too which and is, the Shadow Creek quarterback he's pretty fast I yeah, can't remember Zay his Dolphert, name Zay, or no um uh uh Jamarius George. Jamarius George, mm-hmm. yeah. It's Kyron Drones this year, Jamarius George last year. He, yes. was, he was pretty fast. He was very fast. He ran for 99 yard touchdowns. Yeah. Anyway, get to our this week in recruiting uh, game of the week. Garland and Lakeview Centennial. Uh, back in GISD. Yep. Good year for GISD as far as talent is concerned. Um, and a lot of a lot of interesting underclassmen in this one. I know a lot of eyes are going to be on Kamar Wheaton, the running back from Lakeview right. Centennial. But um, they've got a fantastic a North Texas commitment, yep. Garnett, Garnett uh, Burke Jr., the, the cornerback that I know you're interested in. And then, obviously, uh, the, the underclassman here to note is the uh, the Garland receiver, Jordan Hudson. I'm really excited about GISD talent being on an upswing mm-hmm. again. Uh, Garland has got four or five guys on its team right now that we kind of project as being FBS to P5 type of players. Uh, you know, they're kind of more under the radar. We're keeping their names strictly for our college clients right now. Uh, not a lot of people have know about these guys in Garland, but you, you talked about Jordan Hudson, another guy who I'm really excited to see is sophomore running back Jay Sean Powers there, uh, putting up some stats. He's listed at 5'10", 170, very quick and speedy. And, of course, Lakeview Centennial has Kamar Wheaton, who was – I, you know, I think we he was our cover boy for that class in DCTF Rising Magazine last year um, for the 2021 20, class. I think that he was the guy that we picked. Was that right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was the year before. I think one, so. One of the magazines, of those, yeah. we had a feature on uh, Kamar Wheaton, and he is in that talk to possibly be the number one overall prospect in 2021 in the state. It's a very competitive year. you got guys like Tommy Brockermeyer, Donovan Jackson, uh, Big Deuce Fathery down mm-hmm. at Richmond Foster, Cody Jackson down there. Uh, but Kamar Wheaton's in the conversation to be number one. So We have a couple of questions. Do Uh-oh. we have time to We have a little bit fast? of time. We All have right. time for two questions. Um, two questions. Okay, so the first one is Brent wanted to know what would cause a five-star recruit to drop to a four-star recruit during his senior season. If the kid who was rated number six <laughs> is better than him, <laughs> he would go down well, – and there's also something to be said, and correct me if I'm wrong, this doesn't happen a ton. Right. But it is possible that, like, you you see a guy and you think, boy, he's the fourth best prospect in the, in the state. And then you watch his senior film and you're like, mm, you know what? Like, maybe there are guys who are better than them. Well, we've also tried to take a, 
a really conservative approach as it relates to stars. Mm-hmm. You know, we have three of the five five stars named in the 2020 class right now, and we still have two to pick from. Mm-hmm. And there are guys who are in that mix, and we try to make sure that you don't want to have to take a fifth star off a kid if you can avoid it. That yeah. would be the answer. We're trying to make sure that we pick the right guys for five-star status and try to avoid taking a star away from someone. And you have guys, uh, you know, of course, our three five-stars right now are Zachary Evans, DeMond Demas, and Haynes King. And then in that mix to pick up the last two or maybe even supplant those guys, I would say, you know, you have Jaquindon Jackson, Drew Sanders, uh, Jalen Jones, Jace McClellan, and a guy who's really popping back up towards the top of my list based on his senior performance is Seth McGowan. Jackson yeah. Smith and Jigba's having a big year. So, I mean, all those guys are in the running uh, to be in that top five and earn a fifth stars. We just try to make sure that uh, we don't overestimate guys too early and then have to pull it off of them. So we're trying to take a conservative route. But if you get in the top five, you're a five-star. If you're number six, you're a four-star. So that's really the breakdown on um, how you earn a fifth star. And then the one other one would be Daniel Agnew. He said, I have a question about KD receiver Jordan Patrick. I don't think he's getting a lot of buzz, but I think wherever he lands, he could be a potential sleeper. What are your thoughts? Let me pull up Patrick, too, on our list because we've already been through. um, We rate him as an FBS guy. He's, you know, listed at 5'8", 160. So speed speed burner. Um, KD's producing a big-time running back, it seems like, almost every class, and sometimes the receivers there would be overlooked, but we definitely have our eye on them. Yeah, going to be interesting. That's it. He is Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at Next Level – or G Power Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter <laughs> at Next Level D1. Find his final work at texasfootball.com slash recruiting, and you can, where you can find This Week in Recruiting this week. Powers, appreciate it. Let's do it again next Let's week. Let's do it. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Earlier today, we caught up with one of our new partners here at Dave Campbell's Texas Bowl. We're partnering with TexDOT to spread the word about driving safe and, uh, and driving smart. Uh, they have uh, a really cool new promotion coming up here. We talked with Gene Powell of the Odessa District of TexDOT. A little earlier, here's our conversation with Gene Powell of TexDOT here on Texas Football Today. Dave Campbell's Texas Football has partnered with TexDOT uh, to present a very important message uh, to communities across the state. We're going on a wide-ranging tour around the state uh, to spread the message uh, with our friends at TxDOT. And here to talk about it is the Public Information Director for, Officer rather, for the Odessa District of TxDOT. Uh, we're joined by Gene Powell. Mr. Powell, appreciate your time. Uh, I know that this this Friday night we're going to be in Pearsall. It's the first of four stops on this tour and um, that includes places all over the state, including Wink on no- October 25th, Midland Lee on November 1st, and Laredo Alexander on November 7th. Um, and I know we're going to be bringing with us this this cool interactive TxDOT tour vehicle. Can you take us uh, into a little bit of, of what the message is behind uh, this tour? Well, the message behind the tour is, is basically be safe and drive smart. Um, we want people... To, to really pay attention to what they're doing behind the wheel. Uh, you know, driving is something that takes 100% attention to do it safely. And when you're out in the energy sector, like we are in, in the Permian Basin, uh, it is especially important because you're dealing with large vehicles uh, that, that 
you know, take longer to, to, to stop, take longer to get going, make wide turns, um, have bigger blind spots. Uh, they, they weigh a lot more. So if they're involved in the crash, it's more catastrophic. So we're, we're trying to teach people how to drive around these large vehicles and, and to be aware that those vehicles act differently than passenger cars. And, and, you know, I think people may look at this kind of tour and say, boy, that seems pretty random assortment of places as Pearsall, Laredo, uh, you know, Midland and, and Wink. It's kind of far, some far flung areas and there's no necessarily easy way to explain it. But, but I know that there is, there is a, a method to this madness. Why these particular places in particular? Well, you know, you guys at uh, Dave Campbell's have been chronicling high school football for, for decades now. You know the draw of high school football. Uh, so we felt it was a good opportunity to, to hit some of these places uh, that may be out of the way, um, but they are also right smack dab in the middle uh, of oilfield territory, whether it's the Permian Basin or the Eagle Fork Shell region. Uh, these areas are, are dealing with the energy sector uh, more so than places like you know Dallas, Fort Worth. You don't have a whole lot of energy sector activity um, that permeates the region like we do out in the Permian Basin and the Eagle Ford Shell and even, you know, the Granite Wash region or, or the Bossier Shell region. So that's why we picked some of these places um, to get out where the large vehicles are, where the energy sector is, and where we've seen uh, a lot of the impacts from these vehicles. We're talking with Gene Powell, the uh, public information officer for the Odessa District of TxDOT here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, the hashtag TF Today. Uh, you know, I, I know that this is something you mentioned that we've been in the high school football game for a while, and, and, and this is an opportunity, I think, for, for TxDOT to, to go out there and connect with people where they are. Um, you know, I'm, I'm interested from, from your perspective and from TxDOT's perspective, uh, why choose high school football as a way of, of communicating with these communities? Well, uh, you know, high school football on Friday nights is, is a gathering point for most communities. I mean, I'm I'm a graduate of Permian High School in Odessa, Texas myself, so I certainly am aware of Friday Night Lights. Mm -hmm. uh, going to these events, whether it be something, a 6A school like Midland Lee and Midland High or, or a smaller school like Wink and Pearsall, um, you know, th this is where we can really connect with people. Uh, they're, they're there. It's you know, it's a guaranteed audience for us, uh, and we we try to go to places where we can get a lot of foot traffic, get a lot of people involved in our interactive games, spread the message, and the mix of of adults and and, and teens is important because if we can get the adults involved, then the teens realize that this is an important message, and if we get the kids involved, then the parents will stop and and, and think about what they're doing as well. You know, when we've been driving for twenty, thirty, forty years. Um, sometimes we get complacent behind the wheel, and these messages are for everyone, whether they're a brand-new driver or somebody with decades of experience. Uh, and finally, you know, you mentioned uh, you're out there in the Odessa district for, for TxDOT. You are a, a Permian grad, um, and, and obviously this message uh, is, is for, for everybody uh, out there for, for, uh, as far as driving, uh, being safe and driving smart. Um, you know, that said... When Permian plays Lee, I mean, this is a game that that you are definitely you are you are not unbiased in that particular game, correct? 
Well, considering I was a permanent cheerleader, it's kind of hard to be unbiased. <laughs> um, I'm always going to root for permanent. Funny thing is, you know, both of my sisters went to Odessa High School. Oh, jeez. Uh, I've got a nephew that went to Permian that still owns the district batting championship. I've got a nephew that went to OHS that beat Permian two years in a row as a quarterback for the football team. So, you know, I'm familiar with mixed families and and, and having respect for the other teams. But, yeah, in my heart, I'm always going to be rooting for Permian. Yeah, so thanks for what you're saying is that Thanksgiving dinner, there are there's there's some some there's some deep conversations going on is what you're saying. Uh, well, Christmas, everything under the Christmas tree is either wrapped in black and white or red and white. So that gives you, he, that gives you a little indication of what's going on. He is Gene Powell. He is the public information officer for the Odessa District of TxDOT. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to partner with TxDOT to spread the word of be, be safe and drive smart. We'll be out uh, in Pearsall uh, this Friday night for the first of four stops around the state of Texas with the interactive TxDOT tour vehicle. Uh, Mr. Powell, appreciate your time. Uh, and, you know, let's, let's get Mojo going. We, gotta, you know, we, we, we can certainly talk about how, how we need to get the get, get get the Panthers back in the mix, but uh, we pre- certainly appreciate your time. Well, I appreciate everything that you do for us. Uh, the partnership with Dave Campbell is an important one for us. Um, we appreciate you helping us spread the message, and uh, you guys be safe out there. There he is, Gene Powell of the TxDOT uh, Odessa District, joining us here on Texas Football Today to talk about the cool new partnership we have with TxDOT. Speaking of interviews, Matt Stepp was on the road last week, going very safely. Uh, headed down <laughs> to Rosenberg to Trailer Stadium to watch Battle of Unbeatens between Lamar Consolidated and AM Consolidated. The winner in emphatic fashion, AM Consolidated. Tigers looking very good. They get Katie Pato this week in a Battle of Unbeatens as well. Matt Stepp caught up with the head coach of the undefeated Tigers, Lee Fedora. Here's Matt Stepp's conversation with Lee Fedora here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football here in Rosenberg, Texas, here with the head coach of the 6-0 A&M Consolidated Tigers, Coach Lee Fedora, after a big 41-7 win over a Lamar Consolidated out of Rosenberg. Congratulations, Coach. Thank you very much. Very proud of our kids coming away with that victory. All right. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, I know you probably didn't expect to have th- this kind of result tonight. I mean, I know Lamar Consolidated has got a good ball club, uh, but I know going into the game, you, you had to feel good about some matchups. It looked like um, that they were they were pretty content on manning you guys up on the outside, and then you got a couple of guys who can really make plays. Um, it's got to open things up when, when you got got two guys out there that can make plays and win those 50-50 balls for your quarterback, doesn't it? Well, no doubt. You know, we came into this game. You know, they ran a lot of man against a lot of teams, and I was sitting there in my mind going, I wonder if these guys will run man against town we have, but they're undefeated. Why wouldn't they do it? And we, we saw that's what they did, and we were able to connect on some big plays and, and you know put the ball in the end zone a lot of times. But and it's not just a passing game. I, th- I thought Brooks had a great job, did a great job running the football as well. Um, number 15, I can't remember his name, but he had a ni- nice game as well. And your quarterback, Gage Paul, uh, was able to make plays with his feet as well. Uh, that balance is something I know you've been looking, f- you're, you're looking for always, and that's that's got a lot to do with your, off- your offensive line. And I thought they did a heck of a job tonight as well. I think they did a great job. You know, everybody was kind of concerned coming into this game with Brian Darby being out with you know ankle injury. He'll be back next week, but it was great. You know, Brian Darby, um, you know, was on that sideline coaching those guys, keeping him encouraged doing a great job on that but Kerry Brooks steps in you know he never played tailback but you can see he can play any position that's the kind of talent he is all right and uh, defensively I thought your defensive line especially uh, that's you know McWilliams is a real hard runner he, he gets a lot of momentum He's, he, he runs tough I thought your defensive line and your linebackers your front seven especially they were up to the task tonight uh, holding down a good a really strong rushing attack what was the game plan coming in to 
try to keep those guys contained. Well, that was a big thing going into this game. We said we got to wrap up and tackle well, and I thought we did a great job doing penetration on the front. We won it up front, and when you win up front, that's when you win games, and I thought our guys did a great job in their tackling. Final question before we let you get on the bus and head back north. Uh, you, you, it doesn't get any easier in this district. You, you, you played Huntsville a couple weeks ago. You get an undefeated Lamar Consolidated team. Now you got to play uh, Katie Pato on a short week who's also undefeated. How do you adjust your schedule next week? Do you make any adjustments, or is it business as usual? Well, I'll be honest with you. It's kind of a crazy schedule next week because Monday and Tuesday our kids don't have school. And so, you know, we got to work around our, our teacher in-service days and all that. But like I told our guys, we got to be focused because when you look at our district, you know, there's we're ranked in the top ten. Huntsville's ranked in the top ten. 10. Lamar Consolidated was ranked in top 10, and our next opponent, Katie Patel, they may be ranked in top 10 now, so it doesn't matter. It's just one game at a time, play our style of offense and defense. I guess uh, with these two days off, maybe you're hoping maybe this can be a simulation for uh, Thanksgiving, maybe having a couple of days off on Thanksgiving break. You can maybe use that as a simulation. I know that's, that's the goal to play into December, and if you want to play in December, you got to play on Thanksgiving, right? Well, the only thing the kids are excited about, they don't have to go to school, but they're going to have practice, and we got to be prepared and have great practices this week because when you think about it, we're not going to have a lot of time to sit there and watch this film to go over things because you can't come up and work on Sunday with the kids and all that. So it's going to be one of those things. When we get back late tonight, we may watch a little film with them. But if we get back too late, then we got to send them home and be ready to go. Coach, uh, safe travels home, and we'll see you come playoff time, hopefully. Thank you very much. There is Lee Fedora, the head coach of the AM Consolidated Tigers. As we mentioned, they've got back-to-back undefeated teams. Lamar Consolidated. Now they host Katie Pato. Uh, we'll find out a lot about Pato this week. But uh, for them to do what they did to Lamar Consolidated without one of their best players in Brian Darby is very, very impressive. So we appreciate Lee Fedora giving us a little bit of time. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Um, only one today. Uh, Meese says, does Tepper have the Dot road trip game to see this week? He's just adding a sponsor uh, name onto it. That's not a bad idea. No, it's really not. Do you really want to work not. for sales? Um... <laughs> So if you're going to, well, that's a, that's a thing. I don't, because we've got people who are listening from all over the state. Um, if you're going to travel, what's a place, what's a ga- good game that's kind of in the middle of nowhere? Um, mm. You know what? Weimer hosts Shiner. Yeah, that's, that's a good kind one. kind of in the middle of nowhere. All due respect to our friends in Wildcat Country. <laughs> uh, a little bit in the middle of nowhere. So, yeah, go to Weimer and Shiner. That's the official Dave Campbell's Texas football. <laughs> Text Tech dot. They, road they, tour they game of not, the week. No, I feel bad about that. They have not agreed to this. I want to be very clear. Texas has not has not signed off on this. So. But if you do go, just make sure to drive safe. That was the whole point of today's message. Yes. <laughs> do that always. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Greg Powers for all of his courage. For Ashley Pickle, <laughs> I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.